Hey, this is Colleen, and welcome back to the Salty Community Podcast. Today is what we call a bonus episode. This is extra content and resources to help you grow that interactive relationship with both God and Jesus that we are always raving about. We hope these episodes encourage, challenge, and equip you to grow in all God has for you. Hi, today's episode, special episode, is on forgiveness. Um, As I, and as Colleen and I actually, have walked with people as they're building their relationship with both God and Jesus, um, the most common um, roadblock, the most common thing that um, gets in their way is unforgiveness. So um, we've been talking for quite a while that we needed to talk about forgiveness and why it's so important um, and what it is and what it isn't. Um, and obviously there's different circumstances. Um, there's that forgiveness that you have to do over and over again because your husband doesn't take out the trash or your kid destroys the kitchen that you just cleaned. You know, there's those. But then there's also those big things that we have to forgive that, um, that are like markers in our lives of, of things that people have done to us. Um, there's forgiving ourselves. And then there's even forgiving God. So um, I want to talk. I want us to just talk about all of them today, um, because forgiveness matters. Mm-hmm. It directly impacts our relationship, especially with Jesus. Um, when we choose um, to not forgive whomever it may be, um, it is going to stand in the way of progress um, in our relationship with Jesus. Um, so there's a really important start to the whole thing. And, um, the first thing is, is that Jesus forgave us first. Um, and he paid with it. He paid for our forgiveness with his life Mm -hmm. and he's God. And if he can choose to come here and forgive us, um, even though he has nothing that we have to forgive him for, um, if he can do all of that so that we can have relationship, he has set the example, he has forgiven us much. Um, Because all those sins that weren't forgiven separated us from God. Um, He became the sacrifice for those sins and allowed forgiveness to show up. Um, When you have that kind of example set for you, Hopefully, if nothing else, you can draw on the strength from the Holy Spirit of he gave Jesus, the Spirit gave Jesus the grace, the strength to go through with the cross, um, to be obedient, to forgive. I mean, even so much as to say on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So he, he set the example well. Mm-hmm. He set the standard high. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and if you... If you lead or if you take the approach with your relationships, through your relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. it should always remind that he forgave. It puts you in a posture of, who am I? Right, yeah. for sure. Who am I to not forgive someone for something minor or even something major? Right, because Jesus forgave them. All of them. Yes. All, Jesus forgave them, and he also forgave me. 
Right. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things, like if you're mad at your husband, that's just the easiest example, or your kid. Yeah. Um, Jesus forgave them for whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So who are we to say, oh, no, our standards are higher than God's. Mm-hmm. We're not going to forgive for that. We yeah. just, mm-hmm. I think that's true. When you bring Jesus into your relationships, mm-hmm. um, it definitely um, changes the perspective, mm-hmm. and, and there's a need. Um, so first he gives us an example, and then he straight up tells us that we have to forgive. I mean, part of the Lord's Prayer is forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that will make the argument um, and can scripturally that our forgiveness very much hinges on our ability to forgive. Um, it's that important. It's that important that we forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something that I've really seen is um, when an offense happens and there's a bitter root and you don't forgive, you know, if you don't make the choice to let it go, then you move on and then something else minor happens and there's this inconsistent, overdramatic, emotional state you get in because you've held on to something that you've maybe even forgot about, but it's like deep-rooted in your heart. Mm-hmm. So if you don't deal with it then, they ju- it, it like slowly grows into this big, huge thing. For sure. And then one little thing will happen, and there will be this huge... Like over dramatic, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. divorce this person, or I'm just gonna, they're not gonna be my friend anymore, mm-hmm. or there's like this over dramatic response because it's built up to that. Yes. And Jesus knew that not forgiving the other person mm-hmm. uh, was gonna hurt us worse than them. Yeah. But it is also part of loving people well, mm-hmm. is being willing. One of the, the biggest ways that Jesus loved us well was forgiving us. Mm-hmm. And so one of the biggest ways for us to love people well mm-hmm. is to forgive them. Um, yeah, and walk in a position of grace. Yes, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. We want it. We, we want to be forgiven by other people. We want people to mm-hmm. extend grace to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and even mercy, because right. mercy is, you know, not, you know, giving someone what they maybe deserve. Mm-hmm. And in the... Um, Beatitudes, he even says, blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Mm -hmm. So if we extend mercy, then it's going to allow us to reap mercy in return. So um, that's really a big deal. So the one that um, I really want to jump into first is this one. We have to forgive someone over and over and over again. (laughs) Um, I've been married 27 years. When you've been married, and I have a 17-year-old and a 21-year-old, when you have teenagers and a grown adult child, um, and you've been married that long, you've been forgiving the same people for a long time. (laughs) You just have. Like, you forgive the kid that doesn't pick up after themselves. You forgive the husband that leaves his shoes in the middle of the floor every time. I mean, doesn't take out the, you know, just whatever the little thing is. But like you said, if you don't deal with it, the taking out the trash, when you've asked them to do it 5,000 times, that 5,001 time can be the, the straw that breaks the back. We're not compatible. Yes. <laughs> he will not take out the trash. So, yeah. um, 
the cool thing is, is Peter came to Jesus and said, so how many times do I have to forgive my brother? In Matthew 18, he's like, how many times do I have to do this? How many times do I have to forgive him? And it makes me laugh because we know his brother is Andrew. So I'm also wondering if maybe he had other brothers or is he specifically saying, how many times do I have to forgive Andrew? Yeah. Like, and what did Andrew ever do to him? I don't know. You would think that Andrew would be the one going, how many times do I have to forgive Peter? Oh, I'm sure he was. <laughs> like, Almost um, positive. Like, surely that was a thought. But anyway, how many times... And Jesus says um, this really weird math equation of like 70 times 7. and It's like a whole, whole lot. Like, like it's a time. lot. Mm-hmm. And, but, it, but what we don't realize is that number, that math equation, would have been exclamation points in these Jewish minds. Mm-hmm. Because what he is actually referring to is back from Genesis chapter 4. Mm-hmm. And it's Lamech. And he... Um, what is Lamech? He is a man. Okay. And he oh. is a vengeful, angry man. Hmm. Like, super mad. Uh, he, in fact, is so famous for his anger that he, you know, makes scripture. Genesis chapter 4, Ooh. verse 23 and 24. Like, he has his own two verses dedicated to him. But it is a famous part of scripture because of what he says. Because of what this man says? Yes. He said, if Cain's revenge, if Cain is going to revenge people seven times, then Lamech himself, I'm going to do it 77-fold. So 70 times seven. So he was basically saying, okay, you mess with me. My revenge is, like Cain may have revenged you times seven, but I'm going to do it 70 times seven. So Jesus actually flipped that idea on its head and said, so Lamech's, taught or what he lived was excessive revenge Mm -hmm. like ridiculous over the top doesn't make any sense somebody stole his toothbrush he was (laughs) taking their house you know what I mean it was that kind of stuff yeah and so Jesus was like I want you to flip this on its head and I want you to give mercy excessively Mm -hmm. somebody takes your entire house and I want you to... Give them the car, too. Yes. Like, I want you to flip it upside down. Mm-hmm. I want you to forgive excessively. I want you to give mercy ridiculously. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure that when they heard that, they were like, oh, we really like Lamex way better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's the question of then, the most common question that you should have in that space was, then how do I not become a doormat? Like, if I'm going to excessively give for, for forgiveness, and I'm just going to let these people do this stuff, how do I not mm-hmm. become a doormat? Um, that was my first thought. It's, it's a real question. Mm-hmm. I do believe, especially with our children, there is a... It's not so much about unforgiveness, but there is consequences, um, and they have to be taught to be responsible. So it's not one of those things that you just constantly do everything for your kid and forgive them for their choices and never make them be responsible. It's not that, of course, you're going to, if your kid is making, you know, Mm -hmm. hold them responsible, but you can't not forgive them. Mm -hmm. You can give them a consequence. And I've told, I remember telling Brooke all that, you're just not forgiving me. I'm like, oh no, my friend, I have forgiven you, but there are still consequences that go with this. And God is the same way. Mm -hmm. He forgives us, but that doesn't mean he always delivers us from our consequences of the choices that we make. Right. And with your spouse, when it's something over and over again, you and God have to decide, is this something that I'm just called to serve my husband or my wife this way? 
Or is this something that needs to be a conversation? Because, but if there's no bitter root, then that trash that didn't go out and those boots you have to move over really become just as little as that. Mm -hmm. But if you've been unforgiving, Mm -hmm. then those things seem so huge. Mm -hmm. Um, But when they're not, I mean, I've been moving the same pair of boots from the same space mm-hmm. for a very, well, maybe not the same pair. He does go through boots pretty fast, but <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah. Been moving boots. Yeah. And then if you continue to hold on to the littles, and then when the big happens, you have a really hard time yeah. um, getting over that. Yeah. It's hard to recover. It's hard to recover. So forgiving over and over again, this is happens the most often in that inner circle that we have those those family members that you just get to do life with and those kids that you've raised yourself or or stepkids that maybe you haven't raised Mm -hmm. whatever it is it is so important to there's a reason Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't tell us to forgive excessively Mm -hmm. just to be mean to us he knew Mm -hmm. it was what was best for us Mm -hmm. um so in that space, though, I do want to talk about, like, in, in the same spot, um, a space in Proverbs 4.23 where it says to protect your heart above all else. Mm. Um, and so the whole doormat idea and where do we go, this is why relationship with God is so important. You need to be able to hear what God is saying in that space. If there is a person in your life that you are forever having to forgive and the pain that they are inflicting is really, really bad and is damaging your heart, that's something that you go to God with and go, what do I do with this? Um, And there are times that he's going to tell you to walk away. Um, The story of David and Saul um, is the best example I can give. Saul was the king of Israel he had David, um, David had done s- several things on his behalf, but Saul became jealous of him. And he didn't just say ugly things to him. He dug him through spears at him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when it was time to leave that, mm-hmm. it was time to leave that. And it was time to get away. Mm-hmm. He did it. God did not say, please stay there and let him continue to throw spears at you. That wasn't God's purpose. And so there are going to be times that God is going to say, enough. Mm-hmm. This relationship is not good for you. It is not a safe space for you. You need to walk away. Mm-hmm. But again, you have to, David couldn't have not forgiven Saul for throwing the spear in the first place. Like you have to forgive, but then you also, if God is directing you, walk away. But there has to be, you don't get to walk away and not forgive. So the forgiveness has to be part of the walking away. But again, it's, it's God saying walk away. And that sometimes is, is a big enough thing that maybe you need confirmation from another person. Um, but guarding our hearts and recognizing that some relationships and some connections are not God's choice for us because of the poison that they pour in. Um, can still be part of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You can forgive somebody and not allow them to be part of your life anymore because right. it's not mm-hmm. healthy. Yeah. So, um, you know, I noticed in my own marriage that when I'm dealing with something that I can't let go of, um, or I think that I, or I'm, I'm holding on to it for longer than I should, um, if I look back and reflect, I can see that me not being able to let go of something with between me and my husband, I can look back and and 
do an assessment of my relationship with the Lord. Mm. And not that him and I are in a bad place, but I'm not putting in the time like I should. And it directly affects for sure how uh, my heart is tender towards the people that are the closest to me. That is so true. Yeah. Um, and which is interesting because unforgiveness messes up our relationship with God. And if it's we're like not a in a good waiting. place, and if we're not in a good mm-hmm. place with God, it's harder to forgive. Yeah. So if we just keep our relationship with God alive and active mm-hmm. and interactive, mm-hmm. then we have a better shot at forgiving someone. Mm-hmm. But once we start choosing unforgiveness, it's going to negatively affect our relationship. And this the unforgiveness is just going to get worse and worse it's and worse. Grow. Yeah. And I, um, I think about how cancer like mm-hmm. is in the body you know you we do a lot of in the u.s i don't know anywhere else in the state in, anywhere else but in the u.s we do a lot of we try to do a lot of preventative things to catch it early mm-hmm. right because typically i mean there's fast growing and there's slow growing but on the grand scheme of things it's a progression right mm-hmm. and so unforgiveness is almost like if you don't catch it early yes it's harder and it grows, and it's really hard to, it's, once you get to stage four, mm-hmm. you know, there's, it, it becomes hard. It, it does. Just, it just and it does. becomes, miracles are needed. Miracles are needed, yes. And it's that bitter root thing, mm-hmm. because um, Ephesians 4, 31 and 32 tells us not to let it grow. Yeah. And then it, the very next statement is forgive each other. Yeah. Because it knows they're so connected. Mm-hmm. If you have ever been around someone mm-hmm. who has lived a life of unforgiveness, and I have. Mm-hmm. I have I have spent time with, I have someone, I have several someone's in my family mm-hmm. who have lived lives of unforgiveness. They have a lot of unforgiveness in their history. Bitterness becomes like a picture for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just the negativity and the misery. Mm-hmm. They are miserable. In life, if something good is happening, they go on a wonderful vacation. You ask about it, all they tell you are the things that went wrong, and that mm. is bitterness. It's it poisons mm. everything. So you need to imagine this bitter root in your heart that happens as a result of unforgiveness. It poisons everything around it, even things that are really, really good. Mm. Um, it will poison those and cause us to only focus on the negative, um, bitter. it's exactly what you think of. If you've ever had something bitter dropped into something you're eating, I am not a bitter food kind of kid. Like, that is not the kind of food that I'm going to ask for. But if can you imagine drinking a tea or something and somebody throwing something bitter into it? It it doesn't affect just the one little spot that it drops in. It affects the entire glass. Mm -hmm. So bitterness will, if it is allowed to grow, it will affect every single space mm-hmm. to the point where you just think that's life. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee the people that walk in so much bitterness just think that's how their life is mm-hmm. and don't realize that this bitter root has entangled itself around everything. everything. Every yeah. relationship, every experience, every activity. It's just painful, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, to watch. It's so, so painful to watch someone... Mm-hmm be so miserable and the thing is the persons that they haven't forgiven may not even be alive anymore Mm -hmm. 
Like, they're not hurting the person they haven't forgiven. They're only hurting themselves. Um, forgiveness is, um, is definitely one of those situations that the person un- that doesn't forgive is for sure more affected than the person that isn't forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially, you know, they're not even alive or they don't care. Or Or how many times did they not know? Or didn't know. Or just didn't didn't know. know. (laughs) And that is a truth. Like, I get mad at Troy for not taking out the trash. And 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 he has no idea. Like, I mentioned it to him, let's say, you know, as he was, hey, when you head out the door, but he gets 20 phone calls between then and when he hands out the door or text messages or, you know, whatever, or a customer just drove up. My trash can that needs to be taken out is the le- is the last thing on his mind. So it's not... And if I stay mad at him all day, it hasn't hurt him one bit because he has <laughs> totally forgot about that trash. So it just hurts you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next space that happens a lot that I probably see the most, if it's not... Well, I don't know. But the one that seems to get in the way the most is when we won't forgive ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um. When somebody is trying to see themselves with Jesus and it just keeps not working, the first question I ask is, do you have somebody you need to forgive? And often they'll be like, I'm not sure. And then the second I say, how about yourself? Usually the tears start or the light bulb moment happens. Um, So why is that such a big deal? You're like, oh, I hold myself to a higher standard. You hold yourself to a higher standard than God does. (laughs) You know, like if Jesus can forgive you, who are we to say, nope? I'm not, it's honestly like not accepting his gift of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that flies in the face of a relationship, Mm -hmm. is not accepting the gift that was given. And so not forgiving ourselves is completely dishonoring Mm -hmm. of our relationship with Jesus. But on top of that, if that's not enough to make you say, oh, I've got to forgive myself because... That totally gets in the way. And Mm -hmm. if Jesus can forgive me, who am I to not? It also gives the enemy so much space because shame and regret and guilt, those are all souls of the enemy. And if we don't forgive ourselves, those are the things we walk in. We're ashamed of of a choice we made. We feel guilty. Um, We have all this regret. All of those spaces, because we won't forgive ourselves for something that Jesus has already forgiven us for, Mm -hmm. give the enemy so much space to mess with us yeah um take us down all these roads of guilt tripping and shame mm-hmm. and it literally begins to just bow our spirit over where we start being surrounded by all this darkness mm-hmm. because of a choice we've made not to forgive ourselves yeah um you're not doing yourself any favors you're not mm-hmm. holding yourself to a higher standard by not forgiving yourself yeah. so the one time in my life where i really struggled with forgiving myself um, even though, what, I'll just say it, was when I got divorced. That was a huge thing because um, regardless of what happened in the situation, ultimately, when it came down to it and divorce was going to happen, I had to be the one to go through with it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Okay. So... Um, when I did that, when I had to go through that, I had a really hard time forgiving myself. And any moment where my, I thought that Belle, my, my daughter, was being affected by my decision, 
it brought up all of this unforgiveness. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, she would cry when I had to drop her off. And then when I had to pick her up, she would cry. You know what I mean? (laughs) It was like, oh my gosh. Like, she wanted to be with me and she wanted to be with him. And, you know, and it was like, and I had to manage and figure out how I was going to be okay with the fact that she was going to be emotionally challenged by a decision that I made. So um, I had to forgive myself for that. It's hard. Yes. But it's worth it. It's worth doing the hard work. Yes. Of forgiving yourself. That was really hard to do. It is worth sitting with God, Mm -hmm. giving it to him, Mm -hmm. and saying, you know what, I surrender this, Mm -hmm. and I forgive me. Mm -hmm. Um, It hurt Val. It hurt me. Heal those places. Mm -hmm. Just like when we talk about forgiveness, you know, um, and we'll do that at the very end, but I know we've talked about it before, but there is, when we recognize something like, okay, God, I forgive me. Mm-hmm. This is how what I did made me feel. It made me feel shame. It made me feel regret. It hurt Belle. Can you heal all these places? Mm-hmm. Like, instead of burying it, mm-hmm. acknowledging the feelings that it produced, mm-hmm. whether it's forgiving you or forgiving someone else, like, mm-hmm. Troy didn't take out the trash, and it made me feel unheard and unappreciated and taken for granted. God, heal those emotions, Mm-hmm. Um, I forgive him, heal those emotions, so that I can go on mm-hmm. doing life well with him. Not yeah. in, not pretending like it never happened, mm-hmm. not squishing it, mm-hmm. but acknowledging yeah. that there were emotions that got tied up with mm-hmm. it. Because those are real. Like they're that, so real. They're so real. But when we ask, when we acknowledge them to God and ask Him to heal them, mm-hmm. then we give Him space to work. But when we bury them, yeah, then they just fester. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I um, forgiving my ex-husband was easy mm-hmm. that was the easy part interesting yeah that was the easy part the hard part was okay now that your situation is the way it is now I have to deal with okay mm-hmm. then there's all of the unforgiveness for myself yeah so hmm. mm-hmm. and everybody's story is a little different mm-hmm. maybe you're maybe somebody listening is having trouble forgiving the ex-husband right. for putting them through that right um Mm-hmm. But there's nothing more freeing. Like you almost need to see whoever you have to forgive, you have changed your that unforgiveness is a chain that keeps you connected. Mm-hmm. And forgiving them breaks the chain and sets you free. Yes. It also sets them free to make better choices. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, we had that conversation. Because mm-hmm. you're not tugging on them anymore. Right. Um so forgiving someone breaks some chains and allows both parties to be free to be free mm-hmm. and um and make better choices and live a better life yeah I want to tell this story I think it's interesting um one because I needed you <laughs> <laughs> um but I was in I just started teaching a small group when like maybe September October um and it was the first actual salty small group that I did in person I did some salty stuff with my another church but this was the actual first one that I ever did and we get to, we're going to like build our relationships and see in the spiritual realm. And then I get around and this lady, I know she doesn't see Jesus. Like I know, and she's second guessing. So I, and then I'm using my gift of discernment and asking. And I knew that she was not seeing the Lord um, in this spiritual space, but I had no idea what it was. No idea. So at the end of group, I called you (laughs) and I was like, what is going on here? I was like, I know it's not, but I have no idea what to do, what to tell, how to help her. 
And you immediately said, Colleen, what is the one thing that gets in the way with your relationship with the Lord? And you were like, it's either you haven't forgiven someone or you haven't forgiven yourself. And when you said you haven't forgiven yourself because you were on speakerphone, this lady, the waterworks just came. And it, like, it was just right then. Like, mm-hmm. she knew right then what it was. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's shocking mm-hmm. how, and I don't know if, and I mean, I'm not a guy, so I can't speak for that, but how many females that I run into that are walking around with shame and unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. I met with a lady uh, not terribly long ago who had not forgiven herself for something that happened before her child was born, and her child is now, like, seven so, I mean, this is a seven years worth of not forgiving yourself, mm-hmm. holding yourself um, guilty and mm-hmm. um, shame and all of the things. And um, we can hang on to things so much longer than, than we need to. And, and the damage that that does to our confidence in our relationship with God and everything, because our relationship with God and with Jesus is both built mm-hmm. on forgiveness that he paid for. And so when we bring unforgiveness into it, it just mm-hmm. messes with it. Yeah, and when I choose to forgive, even when my emotions don't match my choice. True. Um, that the Lord is so good to me mm-hmm. that he will let me see the good. Mm-hmm. But I have to make the choice first. Yes. Like once you choose to forgive and you're like, okay, I've done it, then especially with those people that are closest around you, he will allow you to see the good mm-hmm. in those people so that it makes the emotions match mm-hmm. with a choice. Right. You know what I'm saying? He begins to heal the He emotions. begins to heal it once you've confessed it and mm-hmm. decided to do it. In so many places in our relationship, not just forgiveness, mm-hmm. once we make the choice, grace meets us there. Oh, that's so true. But... It's the making the choice mm-hmm. because we're not robots. I have so often prayed, just make the choice for me. <laughs> just make me do yeah. it. Make me want to do it. You yeah. know, and yeah. you can say make me want to yeah. do it. I think there's that. But so many times he says, I want you to do it when you don't feel like mm. it. I want you to do it before the feelings match because I want you to obey. Mm-hmm. You. I want you to be led by me, not led by those emotions mm-hmm. that yank you around all over the place. And so making a choice based on obedience and based on his truth that forgiveness is the best thing for us. God does not ask us to do something that isn't what's best for us. Mm -hmm. So choosing forgiveness, the greatest thing about it is, is you can know that his grace is going to meet you on the other side of your choice. It is Mm -hmm. always going to meet you when you obey. His Mm -hmm. grace is going to meet you on the other side of that choice. Mm -hmm. Um, And... And I never looked at it like choosing forgiveness is an act of obedience. It's very much an act of obedience. Even if he doesn't say to you, you need to forgive, we know. You know. He, he, it's all over <laughs> scripture. It's all over scripture. He's yeah. like, and it's he's like, not going to repeat himself. Yeah. And if you're not hearing something new from the Lord, it, there's a very good chance oh, yeah. it's because you haven't been Definitely. obedient in, the, in, the, in, the, in one of his basic statements. Yeah. Well, that's funny. We talked about that walking up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the last one I want to talk about is when we have to forgive God. Mm-hmm. And that should make all of us go, ooh, like why would we ever have to forgive God? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> exactly. But I want to use a spot from Scripture first. And it's in, it's in Matthew eleven six. Jesus says, blessed are you if you do not become offended with me. Now, why in the world would he say that? Mm-hmm. Like, why would people become offended with him? Okay, guys, it, 
you may be sitting there yourself saying, I don't understand why well, I'm fixing to hopefully help you with John the Baptist's story. So this whole Matthew 11 is around a story about John the Baptist and some of his followers have come to Jesus. Um, and Jesus tells the crowd, no man born of woman is greater than John the Baptist. Like that is a statement he makes. Mm -hmm. Like John lived his life well. He he fulfilled the calling that he had. He prepared the way for Jesus. Like he lived his life well. Now Jesus is here and John is in a prison cell. Mm -hmm. So John is like, so he has sent his followers to say, hey, are you really the guy? <laughs> because part of that whole Isaiah thing is he comes to set the captives free. Mm -hmm. John's like, hey, captive here. Hello. I'm a captive. I'm in jail. <laughs> And Jesus' response to them was, hey, look and see all the things I've done. John knew that Jesus was Jesus. He had declared it already in multiple places. But he started questioning what he knew because Jesus wasn't doing things the way he thought he should. And so, and it even goes worse. I mean, John gets his head chopped off. You know what I mean? So what did John think when that sword came in? And never made it out of prison. And never made it out of prison. And Jesus is... That would make me so bad. <laughs> can you imagine? He's done everything that was asked of him. And his life is cut so short because he was only six months older than Jesus. So he maybe was 31 years old mm -hmm. and his head is cut off. Yeah, Tana. So did John have a reason to be mad at God? Like, this didn't go the way I expected. I wanted to watch Jesus live his life. I wanted to get to continue to prepare the way. I was going to go from city to city letting people know. You know, he may have had all these plans of how he was going to continue. Once he got here. Yes, once Jesus got here. But once Jesus started his mission, John's work was over. And not just kind of over, like cut your head off over. So Jesus was like, just because you don't understand what I'm doing, just because it doesn't fit your agenda or your plans or your ideas doesn't mean what I'm doing is wrong mm -hmm. and doesn't mean um, that I'm bad towards you. Like, God is good all the time, and he is good towards us. Um, once John's head was cut off, he was able to see God face mm -hmm. to face. I mean, death is not, death has lost its sting because mm -hmm. of Jesus. Um, but I can't imagine being in the cell not knowing no, if you're going to die. No. And, and like, and, are you going to let me rot here forever? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, it didn't go his way. And right. if you have been in that space, if, I mean, I was in that space. Um, I had a cousin who, um, drunk as a skunk, playing with a gun, shot himself. Oh, no. And I wanted God to heal him with everything in me, and it didn't happen. And I became so offended with God. I didn't know that at the time. Like, I didn't know that's what was happening in my heart, but that didn't play out. That guy was one of my best friends. That didn't play out the way I wanted it to, and I knew that God could heal him. This wasn't a question of, did I think God could or not? No, I knew he could, but why didn't he? he it didn't play out the way I wanted it to play out, so I got offended with God. And those years that I lived in offense with God... If I were to pull out my timeline and say the worst part of my life was right there, the worst choices I made, um, sins that I committed, like it was just horrible. Mm. And I didn't realize that's what had happened. We, I ended up finally going back to church, and I didn't even realize it until my mom got cancer. Mm -hmm. And I have now got this relationship with God going, and I realized, oh, this is the difference. Because when mom got cancer, I didn't question God's goodness. Mm -hmm. I didn't question, um, I didn't get mad at him. I was able to get mad at the enemy. I got mad at cancer. 
you know, those kind of things. I got mad at drugs that made her sick, but I didn't get mad at God. Mm -hmm. And I still called on him and I still trusted him through all of it. Mm -hmm. So I have lived through two experiences where I didn't get my way and the end result wasn't what I wanted. And in one, I got offended and one, my relationship with God grew. Mm -hmm. So we have a choice. Mm -hmm. We absolutely have a choice. Then I was young. I mean, I was 20 years old. I was stupid and young. Um, but, and I didn't have a relationship with God to stand on in the first place. So it made it even harder um, to have made a better choice. But I now know what it looks like when someone becomes offended with God. I know um, the direction it, it yanks your life when that happens. Um, watching somebody right now up close and personal who has become offended with God, she doesn't realize that's what's happened, but she's not understanding why her desires aren't the same and she doesn't want to be in her Bible and She's just not who she used to be. Well, the thing that's got in the way is this. Mm-hmm. We, when, we, when something in our life goes wrong mm-hmm. and the most logical person to blame is God, mm-hmm. then we become offended. And it seems silly to say you have to forgive God because really what it boils down to is you have to trust that God is good. Even when the circumstance is playing in and out in your life, don't say that. Yeah. We have to believe truth. Again, we have to believe truth mm-hmm. over our emotions. Yeah, I am. Um, so I didn't know I was offended with God, but you told me that I was. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I do. Um, but I was being t- asked to do things that I did not want to do, and because I was being, I was, and I made this statement in the middle of my small group, and everybody was a little bit taken aback, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I was like, I have never been more obedient and more pissed off. And more mm-hmm. mad. And I didn't, I thought I was mad. I knew I was mad at my circumstances. But I didn't know that I was offended with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was taking it out mostly on my husband, mm-hmm. who was getting my wrath because I was so frustrated. Um, because he was following the Lord, and so was I. I was making the choice to be obedient. I was just offended in, the, in all of it. Thank the Lord that I have a community of people around me that were able to say, hello, do you not see what's happening? And as soon as I could see what it really was, then the Lord started to show me the steps I needed to take to get unoffended. Yes. And yes. I mean, and it's, it's, cause it's not that we truly have to forgive God. He's done nothing wrong. I know. <laughs> and, but at the same time, yes, but it's still, we have to let go of our yeah. own expectations. Mm-hmm. We have to let go of our rights. Mm-hmm. The way these this should have played out, um, all of those things, and trust that He is good and He is God and He is good for us, mm-hmm. even when it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. So um, we've given you a whole lot <laughs> on forgiveness to yeah. think about, um, but I hope that this can be a tool that whether you need it or you're like, oh gosh, I know somebody that's really struggling with this and they're not, they're having trouble with their relationship with God or their relationship with someone else because unforgiveness jacks with every relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so freeing. Mm. And I, I don't want to simplify it down to, oh, it's so easy because it's not. It's not when it's something big and not when it's something repetitive or whatever. Um, but it is. An obedience choice. Mm-hmm. It is just like God tells us to love one another. Mm-hmm. He tells us to forgive one another. And it is a choice it, that a lot of times your emotions aren't going to line up with. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay when your emotions don't line up. Mm-hmm. You have to trust that God will bring your emotions along once you've obeyed. Mm-hmm. Very good. So thanks for joining us. Um, call him on it and pray so. Yeah. Lord, thank you so much for who you are and for your word. And Lord, thank you for your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Thank you for 
coming to earth as a man, dying on a cross so that we may be in right standing with the Lord. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.